The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya. It's been a week. It's been a fast week. We missed you on the radio show. Great to be back. Uh, welcome back. Thank you so much. So a lot's happened in the in the past week. We know that uh, the World Economic Forum is going to get together and tell us what the next uh, massive event is going to be. <laughs> I'm going to be curious to see who shows up and what the attendance looks like and see if reporters are emboldened in their questions because last year they were chasing them down the street and they were all running scared. So yeah. um, a lot more has been uncovered. I like to call it the Scooby-Doo moment. There's been a lot of <laughs> Scooby-Doo moments. Yes. Um, you know, those those dastardly kids have done it again. They've uncloaked us and um, they've ruined our, our maniacal plans. And I see more and more of that happening. Um, pretty decent week in the gold and silver market. It's one of those weeks where unfortunately it's moved up on, on heated geopolitical unrest. And uh, so we do see gold and silver making a, a, catching a bid into the last moments of Friday as we record the show. And we're going to be talking about physical gold and physical silver. It's real wealth. It's real money. It's where you store value. And if you're looking to learn more about that, you just give us a call at one eight seven seven eight silver And the website, easy place to go, go to the website guildhallwealth.com. And you can learn about holding it physically in a registered account. This is a vehicle that is untapped in my estimation, that uh, just being able to not give that tax money to the government, give it to yourself, give yourself the seed money, just own physical gold and silver. It's up, both are up, one's up almost 400%, the other's up over 400%. In the long term, it's beating most categories. So it's not about making investments, it's just about holding wealth. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, this is what it's all about. Right. Just before we jumped on, Jerry, I want you to jump in on this. Uh, the jobs report, you were saying that they've, they've all been revised from last year? That w- that's exactly what we've been tracking. Just revisions, revisions, revision, revisions. And there was a recent post from Wokeness last week. And they really broke down the current job. And this is the U- out of the U.S., the current job numbers. Because here at Guildhall, we focus on what the U.S., Federal Reserve does. Their job is to keep employment up and inflation down. And we see that they're just utterly failing at both. There is no point to have a Federal Reserve if they're not going to be doing their job. And what came out, What if we look at this report, after the, the for the entire year, after 11 months of revisions in 2023, last year, 10 out of the 11 jobs reports were revised down. Statistically, there is a 1 in 1,000 chance of this occurring. And shortly after the jobs report data that came out two weeks ago, uh, we saw that the dollar index started to rise, which was indicating that, you know, that, you know, jobs market signals overheating, which could be inflation, so it may have to hike rates, so the dollar index immediately shot up. It's all the manipulation. I, I but picture shortly thereafter, yeah. the dollar index started to drop off. What okay. this what this means is that the traders are actually finally starting to question the legitimacy 
of the U.S. numbers, the job numbers, legitimacy, credibility, how, their trustworthiness. Not even the traders on Wall Street are believing. So the dollar index is now under pressure. But even worse is the statistics, the U.S. Geological Survey, the the you know the places where we get our metrics, the jobs numbers, inflation. They're saying that the Fed wants you to know that the fight on inflation is almost over. That we're seeing everything's getting back to normal. The jobs figures are up, but it's not the cost of living. The cost of living is one thing. Continues to go through the roof. Continually over double digits, but they're saying they're gaslighting the public, and that is the problem here. And wokeness wrote last week that the government overinflated the initial jobs report every single month. When the initial employment number, it gets all the headlines, the initial, but they, but the revisions after one or two revisions, they just get a little footnote of of the real figures. So they're gaslighting the public is what they say. The jobs are up, inflation's down. No, they're not. What they continue to do is dissuade the public. They're gaslighting us, and it's complete and utter. All you're seeing is diversions right now, Jeremy. The noise is like through the roof, and we have to filter things through to what is reality. And the reality is, is that the Federal Reserve, the money masters, they've lost control, and they're continuing to lose control. And this is why we maintain control with physical assets like precious metals to safeguard your wealth from all these liars. Amazing segue, by the way. You did it. I, I was wondering if you were going to do it. It's true. There's when there's a lack of trust, where do you go? And the tr the truth of the matter is, gold is an asset that's been around for thousands of years. It is a store of value. It will continue to be a store of value. You can't hide the truth. Did you ever watch uh, Star Trek Next Generation? <laughs> Very little, no. No? no okay. I wasn't a Trekkie, sorry. All right. They had this episode once, the reason I'm mentioning it. I could do it. this, though. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Spock sign. <laughs> um, they had this episode once where Jean-Luc Picard, if I have it correctly, had been had been um, captured by the Borg, and they were trying to convince him that there were three lights being shined on him, mm -hmm. and he just kept saying, "Brilliant acting, by the way." He just kept saying, "There are four lights." In <laughs> other words, Captain Picard could not be uh, changed. He knew what the truth was, and he wouldn't he wouldn't go for it no matter what. And I feel like people a lot in in the communities that we follow, the mm -hmm. the YouTube channels and everywhere else, the blogs and the the podcasts, there's this constant drumming of the truth that you can't you can avoid reality, but you can't avoid the consequences. You can manipulate these numbers, but the truth is gonna come out no matter what. And I feel like everyone's seeing that in the government, right? It's like these government officials cannot have a seed of truth come out of their mouths and it's just so obvious mm -hmm. you know it's become it's become literally when i see these people talk i just see i just see the big curtain i see the yes. fire and smoke and i hear the wizard's voice mm -hmm. don't look at the guy behind the curtain and you're just sitting there saying you guys are so full of it and how do you use your own cipher to cut through it and be able to see it for what it is mm -hmm. you know and I think more and more traders are starting to see it for what it is. And the now, they haven't quite caught on to gold and silver. And I think that's because they're not moving up rapidly. People need instant gratification. 
there's still they need that instant gratification so there's kind of a fight there between the truth and instant mm-hmm. gratification but the savvy people are buying we're seeing savvy people get into the market all the time yeah absolutely and this is global and we're seeing it globally where there is a lack of trust and more distrust you look for opportunities uh, to safeguard your wealth from the stealth, well, it's not even stealth anymore. It's the depreciation of the purchasing power of your currency. And that's what it comes down to. All all eyes are looking at the loss of purchasing power. And the more that the Federal Reserve and the central banks around the world lose power and the governments lose their control, they, they start to roll out these agendas like that you mentioned the WEF is meeting next week all week who knows what agenda they will be focusing on they focused before on cyber Klaus Schwab was cited as saying you know next threat will be cyber so digital when you allocate towards precious metals you're allocating away from these digital systems these swift systems that they can control and they can manipulate Countries are moving away from that. BRIC nations are moving away from from fiat currencies because they lost trust. And they don't want to be controlled. They don't want to be sanctioned. And by owning physical, you're undigitizing your wealth in the best way possible. This is a proven method. This has been proven money for thousands of years. And it's going to continue to do that, especially now that we're seeing a reset with in a in a in a, in a a reset with the currencies and even reset on pricing of physical metals globally the the shanghai is still pricing gold premiums about two percent over over spot so the prices there are continually rising and the pressure is rising and we'll see i mean when we have you know these 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 maniacal these these leaders uh trying to control um the best way to protect the purchasing power is through the ownership of hard assets so you've got, you, you, you touched on a few things there. Let's talk about the remonetization of, of gold. You mentioned the BRIC nations. They're dropping treasuries. They're buying gold. Some are suggesting they're also buying a lot of silver. Jim Willie was on Arcadia Economics, and he was saying they're buying silver. He also mentioned in a big kind of bombshell moment in an interview, he was talking about, you know how the premiums have been going up in Shanghai? He's saying that the that basically Shanghai is now dictating the price, and that there is that movement out of the COMEX, which which is the the price setter, price mechanism, price discovery mechanism for the world. He's saying nope, it's now in Asia, and all of these BRICS moves where they're all accumulating gold and making tra- and making uh, trading agreements amongst each other is a signal that gold is being remonetized that silver is also being remonetized one of the biggest another bombshell he dropped was there's there's analysts out there saying china's buying all of this silver for solar power and jim willie was looking at the number saying no 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 they're buying more than enough for solar mm-hmm. power they're buying way more they're they're buying silver to be a part of the commodities basket which is what's going to be required amongst the brics nations for trade for mm. bilateral trade. So let's talk about remonetizing of gold and silver and what that's going to look like moving forward as these countries are also dropping the US dollar, as you so rightly pointed out, because it was weaponized against them. Mm-hmm. And that's who, exactly who, it. who's it going to be weaponized against next? So stick with us here on The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Much more to come. We'll be right back on 640 Toronto.
You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. You know, Jerry, gold and silver is just so easy. You just have to buy a little bit every week and you'll you'll accumulate wealth. There's no doubt about it. There's only several occasions where you might have bought it at an all-time high or where it might be at um, an annual high or something like that. But talk to us about cost averaging. Talk to us about being the type of, of wealth builder and creator where you're just buying on a regular basis to build that wealth instead of trying to pick spots like a like an active investment trader mm-hmm. we we do notice the accumulation uh strategy uh we do implement that strategy through the service that we offer we're proud to offer a service called the monthly buyers club which helps those people who just want to accumulate every every month or every two weeks with a paycheck um, there is an old mantra of paying yourself first and there's no better way of doing that and what you do is when you set it you just simply forget it and what what investors what our collectors have found the stackers after a year you just surprise yourself I'm buying a 10 ounce bar every two weeks and then before you know it you have you know 20 240 ounces by the end of the year it's amazing and by doing that you're flattening out your costs you're not worrying about what the foreign exchange rate is you're not worrying about the spot price you're accumulating and you're doing this for your for for your kids you're doing this for loved ones you're doing this for yourself and all you're doing is again you're converting out of paper fiat currencies because you'll need more of that to buy everyday services down the line and by positioning yourself in precious metals 240 ounces will go a long way because the setup right now in this especially in the silver Octavio Costa from Crescat Capital he had an amazing post this week on on silver including one of his one of his great charts it's a quarterly candle on the chart for silver that goes back to 1980 and he writes this chart stands out to be one of the most bullish setups in silver for the next five to ten years the breakout is inevitable and the inevitable breakout from this historical resistance which is where we're at today of 2350 is the primary reason for our for their strategic focus from Crescat Capital on deploying capital efficiently into high-quality projects with substantial exposure to silver. They're focused primarily on this asset because it's uncrowded, it's a non-bubble, and the, and the performance where we're at last week, the silver-to-gold ratio was hovering around 89, 89 and a half to 1, and it was a screaming buy. That's exactly where I had a few buyers come in this week. Congratulations for getting involved. You bought 2,000 ounces. At, at the very exact point where you should be buying. So you're trying to time the market sometimes by using the ratio and the strategy, but using the monthly buyers club and buying, accumulating slowly is, is another strategy that we employ. It, very effective. Yeah, for me, in my personal experience, I wish I did more of it. I, I tended to buy when there was sort of excess money. You know, we're in sales. So if it, you, know, you do really well, you go, okay, I'm going to put some extra into that. But it would have been great to just be buying all the way along. And and I always tell people, I remember my first purchase. It was around 580. I also remember buying a little bit at the top in, in 2011. 
but I can't tell you anywhere in between. <laughs> I cannot tell you anywhere in between. I could tell you how many ounces I have. Yeah. So it starts to become more important about what, how much you have. And so if you're buying on a regular basis, you will get to that place and you'll turn around and say, wow, I have a, I've, I've really built this up instead of trying to pick your spots. So I want to just talk about picking your spots for a moment because gold is now trading above $2,000 an ounce and it is going to be at an all-time high going forward now. Every move it makes, it is going to be at an all-time high. We've built a base camp. We're now at a, a new base camp, $2,000. And it might come down a little bit. If there's a storm, we're going to say, okay, we're going to go from base camp down a little bit. But that base camp has been established. We're above $2,000. Mm -hmm. So now everything you move up from here on the mountain is going to be higher. But you have people who have this assumption that, well, it's at an all-time high. So I don't want to buy until it's at $1,800. So give me a call when it's at 1800 bucks. Now, I know Jim Rogers, famous trader, wrote the book on commodities. I, I, read, I read his commodities book and how the cycles work. And he goes on these interviews all the time, and he'll talk about, yeah, I'm, I, you know, I, I, I would buy a lot more. I'm not buying right now. I will buy a lot more if I get my price because yeah. he already has he a bunch. He already has. He already has a bunch. So he doesn't, he can afford to be patient and can afford to look for his spots. So what would you say to someone who is looking for some sort of major pullback in order to get into the market for the first time? If you don't have precious metals right now, you're simply just not insured. Um, wealth insurance is very important right now. Um, as we're seeing the inflation continuing to rise, the stagflationary worries that we're, we're entering into, um, I would argue without an allocation in precious metals, you're simply exposed to various risks. Here at Guildhall and through The Real Money Show, we talk about the fundamentals, the four pillars for investing in, in holding and owning money, physical precious metals. That would be currency devaluation. That's happening. Inflation. They're going to continue more rounds of printing. It's coming. Um, you know, just you know what's what's being reported is the 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 bank term funding program, which is the emergency funding program. It's going to be ending in March, and this is the very the very thing that's helped keep the system alive. That's coming to an end in March 11. So expect a lot of volatility, and because of that, the central bankers are losing control. And as a result, things like what we're seeing in the, the, the conflict arising in the Middle East, that's happening. Geopolitical issues, they're all moving at the same time. This is the four pillars, the four pistons that are running. And if you're not holding any metals at all, my argument, we, we just contend that you need to own, at, to start out, own at least 15% in your, in your portfolio of physical precious metals, no proxy like an ETF. You want the real physical thing. That way you're, you're, invest, you're holding, you are now insuring your wealth away from the loss of purchasing power, and now you're positioned for the top set potential and, and the explosion in price that's happening. And it sounds like in that case, you're sort of saying, hey, look on the horizon here. Do you see that smoke? Do you see that, that haze? That's a fire coming. You might want to consider having insurance at this point. If you don't want to have home insurance now, when do you think you would it would be an appropriate time? Are you waiting for the insurance company to put it on sale? Mm -hmm. 
I've never seen insurance companies call you up and say, hey, we've got a sale. No, you don't buy in the dips. <laughs> There's no dips in, in, in buying insurance. <laughs> well, if you want to get physical precious metals in your portfolio and insure your portfolio, the number is 18778silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. I want to return, Jerry, to what we were discussing in the last segment, which is a global revaluation and remonetization of precious metals. I mentioned that interview with Jim Willie. I used to follow him a lot. I used to have his newsletter. Um, great to see he's still doing all the work and uh, he's been at it for a long time. So this guy is very well informed of everything that's happening in the world. And he has suggested, and I can kind of back it up with other information that I've heard elsewhere, that he's suggesting that central banks are essentially buying physical gold and perhaps physical silver off book, that they have separate books that they've been using, sovereign wealth funds that they're using to acquire physical gold and silver on the stealth. Mm -hmm. Now, this goes back to, you know, we've talked about on the show, these, uh, I think it was a Dutch central banker talking about having a revalue, re revaluing column in their, in their books on central banks to be able to say, listen, at some point, we will be ready to revalue. Now, why would you need to revalue unless you're remonetizing? Bank of International Settlements labeled gold a tier one asset several years ago now. That means as a bank, you can have cash or you can have gold. And there's only one bank I know of, which is that trust in Alberta, where they're accumulating gold mm -hmm. to, to protect themselves. Correct. So what do you what do you make of all that? Are, do you do you think do you see some validity in that? Do you think that central banks could be buying gold on the stealth? We know that they bought what was it 1100 tons? Mm -hmm. in November, I, I believe it was. So they're buying a lot of gold, but do you think they could be accumulating it off books as well? And do you think that there could be a revaluation in the books, in the cards, I should say? The I think the strategy of the central banks right now is to acquire a certain target of ounces. And to do that, and we were just talking about that previously, when you're accumulating at a point, you're just, you just come to a point where you're starting to value and evaluate your wealth based on how many ounces. Measure your wealth in ounces. And that, I believe, is the strategy of the central banks, to acquire a certain amount of both gold and silver. India has done a tremendous job of importing silver from all over the world. Um, the Indian bullion exchange is pricing the silver. The Shanghai is pricing the gold. And it is almost very obvious to me that this is a setup that they don't want the prices to start breaking out. So they will have to circumvent and go to the mine direct um, to avoid any any spikes of the comics. But it will come to a point where there's enough outflows out of the comics that they will not be able to, to protect or to cover all of the paper, all of the contracts that the comics has sold. Because at the end, at the end of a contract expiration, there is delivery that can be done. And if the comics simply cannot deliver, the comics will default. And this is the comics is the commodities exchange out of New York. And there's also the London Metals Exchange in London, where, you know, they've been using, uh, they've been giving us a false price, another manipulated price, much, much lower than there is in the East. 
So there will become a point where this strategy will work and then you unleash the price and you will have a revaluation. And there is a revaluation account that the Dutch Central Bank has. And it's all strategy. And if we can piece everything together, start connecting the dots, it's very obvious that they're preparing for a revaluation because there's too much debt. There's too much, there's too much paper out there. And, to re- and when you revalue, you think it, you can then um, revise the debt downwards. It's just like a refinance of the debt. And look, the fact is, is the rubber hits the road eventually <clears throat> and sooner than you think because it costs just under $20 to mine silver. There's a deficit. There's more being used and demanded than physically coming to market. And so you are going to have to see sustained higher prices in order to get the mining operations going again. And they don't just turn a switch on and it gets going. So you're looking at potential years of deficits, years of spiked high prices before the miners even get up and going again. So it's such a, it, yes, we're, yes, it's insurance. But at the same time, if you're also looking for potential opportunity to build wealth, I think that can be done in silver. I think gold is the steady eddy marching forward, continuing to, to, to hold wealth and hold value against these declining currencies, et cetera. But I think silver, because it's so undervalued, you have this potential beach ball effect, this potential slingshot. And historically, it's always come from behind. And yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that in the yep. next segment. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Get some physical allocated. You own it directly. No counterparty risk. You can do that within your registered account. You'll get an inventory report. You can even go to the vault to personally audit your holdings. That's right. If you can't hold it, you don't own it. It doesn't have to be in your house to be able to say that and be able to litmus test that. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. More to come on the Real Money Show on six forty Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to the Real Money Show. The number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Man, Jerry, I have to say, I'm I'm excited and scared witless. <laughs> the, the everything that's going on is is crazy. It's absolutely crazy. You're just watching. It, you know, it is definitely an election year already. Yeah. The things that are happening and the way it's upsetting people, I can't even get specific. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't even get specific. It's just it's all happening at once. It's a it's a virtual deluge of of craziness and i think it's only going to continue and the thing is is as people you know we'd call it waking up right as people become aware of what's happening aware of who's in control um the uncloaking as it were they often doom out as well um you know you were asking me the other day about this uh book um that was being promoted by a video um, the great taking the great taking and uh he brings up a lot of great information but he also bring and then he, you know and he's also talking about the financialization of the world and how as a result of all of this financialization and the things they do behind the scenes there's a lot of things you think you own that you don't own right which is kind of obvious it's like if you have a mortgage you don't really own your house well what if you've paid off the mortgage well then why are you paying why are you paying property taxes 
Why are they raising property taxes on, on <laughs> that sort of thing, right? Um, so everyone's kind of becoming aware of everything and they're looking behind the curtain. But what initially happens is you doom out. You go, I can't believe this is how the world runs. I remember reading it came from Jekyll Island and finding out about the Federal Reserve and that it's a private company that it's has nothing to do it is there's nothing federal about it right they have no reserves um <laughs> they are a private cabal of bankers there to support bankers and they co-opted the government of the united states and all you have to do to get rid of it is go to congress and say we don't want it anymore which is what zero uh, wizard of oz which the reason mm -hmm. i mentioned it a couple times because i watched it the other night with my son and it's just click your heels three times end it and nice to see Rand Paul wanting to audit the Fed again. Yep, he's you back. You saw that. Yeah, I saw that. So, you know, there's a lot of crazy, scary things happening. But at the same time, there's a lot of opportunity, right? Bitcoin, everyone was very excited about the ETF. Unfortunately, it's down a little bit today. But, you know, there's places where people are excited about making money and about building, uh, building wealth and, you know, places to invest. There's definitely lots of opportunity when we, we were just talking about silver. And when you have something where the cost of producing it, let alone refining it, is just under $20 and you're trading at $23, that is an asymmetric trade. It doesn't get to be cheaper than that. I'm going to repeat that. It doesn't get to be cheaper than that. In 2020, when the price went down to, I think, around $12, from $17, $18, you couldn't buy it at the lower price. That's right. You couldn't because that price didn't exist in the real world. The wholesaler said, I didn't buy it at $11. I bought it at 17 So if you want it, you're going to buy it at 17 and That's exactly what happened to uh, us. <laughs> eventually, the real, the real world says, no, 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 no. You can manipulate the numbers, but here's the reality of it. So people are paying higher premiums today. They're lower than they've been, but they're paying higher premiums today because the, the paper, pr the, the physical price is too low. So if you're looking for something that is undervalued and you want to be savvy about this, your insurance policy is actually on sale. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? It is on sale. Um, I was looking at the, the well, we're all anticipating the inflation numbers this week. And uh, we were waiting for the inflation numbers that came out higher than anticipated. So that caused, um, obviously, a reaction that the Fed can't cut. But then you were reading that the Fed's, the Fed's very own funding program is coming to an end in March, March 11th. So this is an area, this is the time where, you know, they'll have to start cutting interest rates, whether they like it or not. Whatever their narrative is, this is, a, this is a QE on steroids is what the Coastal Journal was saying, that the there is unprecedented support for these insolvent banks, and all of these banks are, are, you know, trying to prop up the Federal Reserve. And you look, you're reading today, Citigroup is planning to slash jobs to 20,000 jobs. The bank reported a 1.8 billion dollar loss. These these are the dominoes that are falling, and the narrative of, of the soft landing is just just trash. You know, the soft landing is not happening. But what is happening? is the move towards risk root safe haven assets from these riskier assets that's happening 
And um, just earlier today, Jamie Carrasco of Canacar Genuity in Toronto, he actually commented on the, going back to the jobs reports revisions, he said, extreme downward revisions, and this is actually coming off a comment from Danielle DiMartino Booth, extreme downward revisions in non-farm payloads, payrolls reveal that supposedly rock-solid U.S. job market is actually the weakest it's been since 2008, argues Danielle. And he writes, Jamie writes, like in all socialist utopias that require hedonic adjustments to make things look good, sooner or later reality hits you in the head. Go to Cuba or Venezuela and you see for yourself how well it works. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, Chernobyl, right? No one wants to be the bearer of bad news, so they'll just keep lying and watch the whole Lie. thing completely uh, implode. You mentioned people uh, being laid off, BlackRock laying off um, hundreds of employees as well, part of the ESG stuff. So, I mean, talk about winning. You know, nobody is interested in these ideological ways of living and doing business that they're being forced to to fire these people in, in that. So I wonder how long we're going to keep seeing ideologies run roughshod over reality. And again, that's why I think silver in some ways is um, is. Uh, an example of that, of reality setting in, and when it does. And I truly believe as well, as someone who's been in the market for, for a long time, if we continue along this path, gold is going to drag silver over $28 an ounce. And when it does, it's going to be fireworks to the upside because there's no resistance. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for adding a little bit of a boost to your precious metal portfolio, silver would definitely be something you want to have. I think gold is the steady eddy, as we mentioned. It's been great. It is a good store of value. Silver tends to come from behind. That's what happened in 1980. That's what happened in 2011. The biggest moves didn't happen in 2003, 4, 5, 6. The biggest move happened in 2010 when it went from 18 to $48 an ounce. So you have to be a little bit patient with silver, but when it happens, it's, it can be very, very explosive. So something nice to consider in a precious metal portfolio. The number, 18778silver, the website, guildhallwealth.com. Call us if you're looking for ways to, to fortify your uh, registered accounts, fortify your overall portfolio, and make sure that you're hedged against inflation and the geopolitical unrest that we're currently seeing. This is The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. More to come. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. We talked a little bit about supply and demand that especially on silver, there's not enough supply. It is in deficit and that demand continues to grow, not just from an investor standpoint, which by the way, as gold gets more and more expensive, people will make the economic decision to go with what is obviously of better value and or more economical for them. And they will go with the cheaper metal, which is silver, which right now it's double digits. I mean, you tell me, Jerry, what you can buy in this world for 25 bucks because it ain't weekly groceries, okay? No. Um, you'd have to go back to the 20s to be able to do that. Pretty much. So, and then there's the technology side of it. We're just about to talk about the geopolitical stuff. I'm just mentioning one of those pillars. But the, the technology side of it, 
I mean, there's a lot of, there's uh, half, sorry, there's 500 ounces of silver in a Tomahawk missile that they just dropped a whole bunch of uh, over the last 24 hours. And then we also talked about inflation. Look, you can't add a trillion dollars in debt in less than three months and expect and just rob that wealth from people and rob that purchasing power from people and expect everyone to roll over. That is super inflationary. That is the death of the dollar. When it, That is Zimbabwe type stuff. And just because they're not talking about it on the TV or on the radio, even this station, guess what, guys? The revolution will not be televised. Mm -hmm. They are not going to tell you that they're losing, but we are winning. And you want to get out of harm's way. You want to debank. You want to have your own sovereign wealth. You don't want those attachments. And gold and silver don't have any counterparty risk. So let's talk about the geopolitical unrest that's happening right now, because that is another factor that pushes this market higher. Yes, exactly. Um, just this week, obviously, we're all waiting for the CPI. The news finally dropped, um, and the mark that caused the market to whipsaw a bit. Uh, precious metals start to sell off, and then the news was soon overshadowed by the ongoing Houthi conflict. So, over the course of a few weeks, there has been a barrage of drones. The Houthis in Yemen were were uh, attacking U.S. warships. And then there was an escalation that Iran seized an oil tanker off the Gulf of Oman, so it quickly escalated. The Houthis promised more attacks after the U.S. and U.K. prepared their own strike. So this is escalating. Iran's involved. Uh, Russia actually, they chimed in. Uh, Putin says enough of the foolishness. This is escalating really, really rapidly. And talking about geopolitics and how it relates to gold and silver, um, this was coming from Gold Silver News. I mean, the neocons, and we talk about the war machine, the military-industrial complex, their 20-year dream of war with Iran closes in thanks to their iron grip on the captive of the U.S. on, on, on the captive U.S. government. You have to ask how much the Epstein's blackmailing of U.S. politicians enable this dire situation. This is a perfect situation. Of course, there's going to be another war beyond Israel and Gaza and Ukraine. Now we usher in the Middle East. We have three wars, and we're talking about missiles, 500 to 700 ounces in every missile. And now they're using interceptor missiles used to successfully um, take them out. So these to take out the drones, it costs a million dollars for these interceptor missiles. Then you have the, the drones, which are $20,000 each, all technology that require immense amount of silver in every single, um, whatever, whatever the arsenal is. You and know it would be is, cheaper? Eagles. Did you hear about the eagle that took out a drone? I saw that. Thing. Yeah. Amazing. Messenger yeah. pigeons, perhaps. Uh, but this is just another, another reason why when you have... Um, uh, when you have conflicts continually rising to dissuade, to, to, to divert attention, whether it may be, there's a lot of things going on in the, the, the farmers in Germany. There's a lot of things going on. But this is no surprise why gold is rising now to near all-time highs because the, the U.S. is entering the Middle East one, once again. It's, you know, when you talk about the geopolitical side of the precious metals, it, it's more of a trigger event and the underlying factor of of economic inequality and what happens as a result of that you know when you go back and see that when the central bankers took control of the printing press and cut ties to gold how society started to degrade right to the point where you're you go into a toy store that has gone that's 
in bankrupt now that they were selling Monopoly where the goal was to be crooked, yeah. right? Yeah. That the more of a criminal you are, the better. Like that's the complete opposite of what that game was was built was created for. And so you just kind of say that this is this is what happens when you take away the value of the currency, and people don't know what the value of the currency is, and they they have their their wealth just inflated away. They don't even see it. It's done by stealth. Now everybody sees it because they couldn't avoid it anymore. But the absolute massive amount of debt that that these governments ideologically are going into because they can't fathom it. Bitcoin is not much different, by the way. I'm telling you, I did a ton of research on this in 2015, and they there is a lot of conflating between a currency and money. Money being a store of value. So I go on to all these message boards and I ask the question, how much should it, should I pay for a house in Bitcoin? Very simple question. How much should it, the Bitcoin be worth? How many, how many Satoshis or Bitcoin? Max Kaiser, if you're listening to this, tell me. Now I bet a guy like Max Kaiser or Michael Saylor would say, oh, half a coin because it should be worth this much. Well, how do you come up with that number? They can't seem to come up with a number. There's no yardstick. And I'm not saying you can't make money at it. I'm not saying everybody thinks it's the bee's knees. But as far as value is, I, I was listening to Peter Schiff. He said, how do you store a price? Hmm. That's not storing value. It's just storing a price. What is it? Great question. Right? And then they say, well, you know, well, we've invented it. So, okay, yeah, man-made stuff. We talked about this last week. <laughs> yes. You missed it. But, you know, you can do laminate flooring or you can do hardwood flooring. Which one do you think is more expensive, right. marble or porcelain, right? Do you want, want um, lab-grown meat or do you want the real thing? The world is beautiful. The world provided everything. It's all about the real stuff. And they have not turned lead into gold. That's right. And they have not turned silver into into uh, tin into silver and water into wine it hasn't happened yet so the fact is is that it gold as a as a in conclusion is a store of wealth it always has been it always will be there will be new things come and go there's been currencies that come and go currencies last usually about 100 years so there you go the number 18778 silver in the website guildhallwealth.com couple last comments jerry Whatever you do, you have to diversify away from the dollar. Any paper or dollar-denominated assets uh, need to be reshuffled. So either you know diversify away from anything related to the market, to the financial system. Owning precious metals is the safest. It's proven. It is very liquid. This is ensuring liquidity in the market. The primary reason why central banks need to own physical gold in their reserves is liquidity and independence from financial madness. And that's what we have to do. We have to mimic what they're doing, follow the smart money, own precious metals, whether it be taking it home, in the vault, or in your registered plan, fortify your wealth with precious metals. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you've missed a show, catch us on YouTube. And just go to Guildhall Wealth. You'll see the, the show there. And thank you so much for joining us. And we can't wait to speak to you next week here on The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.